the big questions that Christians with mental illness struggle with is this. How do we balance between faith and medicine? How do we balance the spiritual as well as the physical aspects of a mental condition? Join us now as we continue our conversation on mental illness from a medical perspective with Dr. Leslie Lim. So we just talked a little bit about uh, what uh, a carer should do. Now let's, how about the patient itself, the patient who suffers this, are there some things they can do um, on a regular basis? I remember that um, when I first met you, you actually gave me a book, uh, Freedom from uh, Fear. And inside your book, actually, there's a couple exercises uh, like breathing techniques and all that, uh, that actually the patient can do to actually help them on a daily basis. So just wondering for people who struggle with anxiety or depression, are there some things that uh, they can do on a daily basis to help their mental wellness? Sure. Yeah. Uh, there are four different types of exercises. I know, uh, tensing and relaxing of muscles or passive mm. relaxation of muscles, breathing exercises, and also visualization. So I think we can look at YouTube and uh, in greater detail, it will explain to you what these exercises entail. So mm. practicing those relaxation techniques is good uh, when you are fairly calm. Yep. It's like a lifeboat drill. Don't mm. practice lifeboat drill when the, the boat is going to sink in heavy weather. Mm. But when water is very calm, you can practice so that when you're anxious, you know what to do. Mm. You can breathe mm. in and out. You can tense and relax your muscles. You can visualize something calm and peaceful. But that's mm. only one thing. The other thing is physical exercise. Physical exercise is very good for releasing endorphins, helping you to feel a sense yep. of well-being. Have you seen people coming back from a job now? They're all cheerful, laughing, and they're cracking mm. jokes because they've got endorphins in their system. Mm. Okay, And better health as well. Better mm. health, better mental health, physical health as well. Mm. I have patients who have taken up swimming. I have patients who have taken up some regular exercise. And amazingly, their medication dosages could have been, could re reduce to even half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Even to the minimum mm. because mm. they have taken up exercises and they come looking very fit and tan. Mm. Okay. Mm. And very trim, no <laughs> pot belly and that sort of thing. And they look very, very healthy. Mm. Okay. And it shows in mental health. They're sleeping better, appetite's okay, they don't put on weight, their mm. weight is maintained. Wow. So the other thing is uh, keeping up your faith. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Reading of God's word, uh, attending uh, cell meetings, fellowship groups, going out with friends, mm. reading the word of God, praise and worship you know, on a regular basis. Mm. I think mm. we must have our quiet time. Mm. Mm. And do it's it on a regular yeah. basis so that yep. chances are it will not be forgotten when you're very, very busy. Mm. If you have a regular time but you meet with the Lord, you know, set aside that time and then the rest of the time, the rest of the day, you can still converse with the Lord. Mm. Practice the presence of the Lord throughout the day. Mm. Mm. Commit your problems to Him. Mm. Commit your problems to Him and have this channel of communication open with God. Mm -hmm. Let me switch gears a little bit. Uh. Professionally speaking, you're trained in psychiatry, in, in medication. Yeah, but on the side, I also understand that you're involved in areas of counseling as well as inner healing. Uh. I mean, uh, I think I, I've seen that before. So, in your opinion, right, uh, I know you wrote a book about this, but just to hear it in a nutshell, uh, how do you differentiate between a mental illness versus someone who has a, a, a spiritual cause 
to what's happening in the body, whether it's demonic oppression or yeah. How do you know whether it's uh, something that is physical or something that is spiritual? Okay. Uh, there are a few clues that something is spiritual. Mm. Okay. If a person goes into a trance and nothing abnormal is found in the brain or in the body, mm. blood tests, scans are all negative and the person goes into a trance mm. and he speaks with another person's voice, mm. uh, that is something it's very, very spiritual. Yeah. If a person has a problem of addiction, mm. he's addicted and uh, he cannot get out of it even though he knows it's going to be harmful. Now with addiction, why I say it's something spiritual is that when they know it is wrong and they still cannot help themselves, something seems to be controlling their behavior and it has repercussions on their work, their family life, their social life, and I think everything may be, be lost. And very interestingly, people with addiction also have a higher chance of suicide. Hmm. Suicide is a very clear indicator that it is a spiritual problem. Wow. Uh, Judas is carried. Mm. You know, at the last supper with the Lord, just before the Lord was betrayed, took the piece of bread from Jesus and Satan entered into him. Wow. And he went away and he went and uh, saw the priest and he betrayed the Lord. Wow. Secondly, mm. King Saul. Mm. King Saul, he disobeyed the Lord, opened mm. the doors of his life to the demonic spirits. And three occasions it was mentioned mm. that spirits, evil spirits came into King Saul. And he mm. killed himself. Judas also killed himself. Mm -hmm. So suicide is definitely a spiritual problem. Mm. Okay, the spirit of suicide. Now, in addition to that, there's also self-harm, repeated acts of self-harm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't intend to die. Some just want to cut themselves so that they can see the blood and the emotional pain is somehow relieved when physical pain is experienced. Mm. And they can even tell you, I don't feel much physical pain. Mm. <laughs> you and mm, I, mm. if a needle pokes us, we will say, ouch, right? <laughs> yeah. But for these people, they don't feel much physical pain. Mm, Something mm. is gripping them. Mm, they have, mm. Some people have this urge. You know? Some people, with, for example, borderline personality disorder, mm. they have this urge, uncontrollable urge to hurt themselves mm. when they are feeling upset. Mm, mm, when things mm. don't go their way, they just want to hurt themselves so that they feel better, so they can get relief from their emotional pain. Mm. That is very spiritual. That's very demonic. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, uh, there was a professor in Fuller Theological Seminary called Charles Craft. Mm. And he has this to say, he does, has performed a lot of deliverances in his, in his time as a missionary in Africa. He has this to say that rats are attracted to garbage. Oh, okay. yep. What are rats? Rats are evil spirits. Mm. They are attracted to the garbage of negative emotions. Mm. Anger, bitterness, hatred, envy, jealousy, disappointments, mm. discouragement, and all that. Anxiety, fears, and so on. Mm. These attract the rats. Mm. So we have to close the door. So we have to help people to close the door to the enemy to mm. come in. Because when they are experiencing these negative emotions, they're opening, they're unconsciously opening themselves mm. to further attack by their enemy. Mm. According to Kraft, mental illness is primary. Demonization is secondary. Mm. Mm. It's rare, but it does happen that a person is severely demonized, they can also experience psychiatric symptoms. But mm. most often, according to Kraft, it is mental illness that happens first, followed by secondary 
demonic infestation. Mm, mm, mm. So these are the uh, ways that we can uh, uh, differentiate. Okay. Mm. The other way is if you see there is deception. Mm. There are a lot of people who are deceived, self-deceived. Yep. Yeah. For example, a um, person with addiction, mm. he deceives himself into thinking, oh, it's not a problem. I can overcome it. I can put in one last bet and I can win back everything I lost. This is mm. called chasing after losses. Yep. And it's seen in people with pathological gambling. Mm. The most severe form of gambling addiction is pathological gambling. And they have this mindset of chasing after the losses of all that they have lost and win it all back and then they quit. Mm. But the more they play, the more likely they're going to lose everything that they have and mm. never win it back. Mm. Uh, how about uh, issues like, uh, because sometimes patients who actually struggle with things like anxiety and depression, right? Uh, they wonder whether is it something that's a generational sin? Miss, I'm paying the consequence for something that happened in a previous generation. Yeah, how, how do I know whether it is that or is something just medical? Well, uh, it can be both. Mm. A person can have anxiety problem, depression problem, but if there is some knowledge of generational sin, because if there's generational sin, you'll find that there are family members with the same problem. I see. Family yeah. members who have got uh, premature death mm. or a mother who has a child who doesn't carry the child to full term and uh, accidents and financial losses, these are all telltale signs as something demonic going on and the person's mm. uh, maybe in his, uh, in his ancestry. Mm, okay. mm, mm. So you, you can have a person with anxiety problem. We have members of family with anxiety problem, members of family with gambling addiction or various addictions. So we, we, it has to be dealt with. Mm. You know, if it's not dealt with, then you can treat. But then who knows, that person may produce offspring with similar problems. Yep, correct. Right? So for example, uh, there are some families where there are marital breakups and divorces that mm. run in families. Mm. So this is also an example, okay? Uh, maybe there may be an ancestor with, with sexual immorality problem. Mm. The consequences are passed down to future generations. Mm. Mm. So it has to be dealt with. We cut off uh, the generational sin and repent on behalf of the ancestors. Ancestors mm. may no longer be here, but we repent on their behalf and there are many scriptures that talk about generational repentance, mm, Nehemiah, mm. Ezra, and so on, Daniel even. Mm. So you repent on their behalf and you cut off the consequences from cascading down to future generations. So it stops there with you mm. and it doesn't go on to your offspring. Mm, yeah. mm. So for someone uh, who, is a self, uh, who is a patient, right? Um, what are some of the steps? I mean, in light of everything that we talk, we talk about the medical aspect. We also talk about the spiritual aspect. What are some of the things that are uh, the steps that he should do uh, as he works towards recovery? Yeah, like um, does the person straight away go for let's say inner healing first, or goes for medication, or yeah? So what what does a person do? Yeah, I think it's best to get the medical attention first. Mm. I mean, ministry can wait. There's no real hurry to jump into ministry. Wait till the medical condition, the psychiatric condition, the biochemistry is being sorted out. Mm. And the person's able to uh, sit through the session, mm. right? Mm. They can mm. concentrate, they sit through the session, they can talk rationally, and they're able to think rationally. They're not too exhausted by it all. And so I think get the biochemistry sorted out first. 
Mm. And then mm. the counseling part can come in, the spiritual part can come in alongside. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're not able to function properly, the ministry is may not be effective True. as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess you're you're right line in the sense. Uh, we should always seek the medical attention first. Then only the spiritual come later, lah. Yeah. So uh, okay. So let me come to the last question that I have for you today. Uh, uh, I mean, your profession, you've seen all these years. I mean, this 30, 40 years, you've seen so many cases. Uh, and I think these cases also involve uh, a number of Christians, right? Yeah. So um. For your from your personal view, right? What do you hope to see more in the church as the church approach mental illness in the days ahead? The church should be a healing community where people can talk about these problems without feeling ashamed. Mm. Stigma should be reduced mm. or eradicated you know, mm. in the church, and the way to do that would be to speak about it openly, yep. to teach about it. Mm. and to get people to know that mental conditions are just like physical conditions. Yep. Hypertension, diabetes, cancer. I mean, mm. nobody's ashamed to talk about the fact that they have cancer or, or, or COVID or whatever, mm. or diabetes. Uh, so talking about depression, anxiety, nobody should be ashamed of uh, talking about that. Mm. Mm. And they can share stories of recovery. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I think that church should also be trained to how to support people yep. going through this journey and to journey with them. Yep. Yeah. So the caring for a person with mental problems should not be just the job of the pastor or the leader in the mm. church, but friends in the cell group, yep. brothers and so sisters important. in Christ, they can yep. come alongside and help. Mm. Of course, uh, you don't have to share with them all the details of your problem, mm. but uh, at least they know something about it and that uh, the person's under treatment, so they journey with you and be friends. I think yep. we all need friends. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just one last thing is that uh, for those people who are struggling with um, mental illness, whether it's depression, anxiety or others, bipolar and all that, right? Uh, do you have some words of encouragement for, for them? Mental illness can be treated. Hmm. Persons can make recovery. And the best message I like to give to people with condition is have faith in the Lord. Because with professional help and with a lot coming alongside of you, mm. and you have a better chance of recovery compared to somebody who doesn't have a faith. Okay, So put your faith into action and you have the best chances of uh, quality of life, mm. of living a life that is meaningful. Mm. And uh, you can still play your role in life. You can still function yep. to the best of your ability. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so don't lose hope. Don't lose hope if you have a condition, if you have a diagnosis. This is just a, a label, but it doesn't mean anything because in the sight of God, you can still function. Yep. With God's help, you can still function. Yep. You can still life, live life to the very full. Mm, amen, amen. And also, uh, as we were talking just now earlier in the cafe, uh, you're mentioning that uh, you have a latest book. Maybe you can just share with us about your latest book. Yeah, and also where some of our listeners can, can get it. Yeah. Uh, the latest book is entitled Victorious Living in a Depressed World, Biblical Perspectives for Overcoming Depression. Mm. And this was uh, published in 2021. Mm. And uh, Pastor Ben did write, uh, very kindly wrote uh, an endorsement <laughs> for the book, Pastor Ben mm. Lee. Yep. And uh, a lot of your questions uh, can be found in chapter 22 yep, of this correct. book. Yes. And I, I was tempted to quote, but uh, I think that will take a bit more time uh, in mm. this interview. Uh, 
that you can look at chapter 22. And what I covered uh, are just ep- ep- extracts from this chapter, mm, Psychiatric mm. Help and Spiritual Help. Mm, so okay. you can buy this book uh, Amazon from Amazon or Shopee or Lazada. Mm, or mm. if you want to go to the publisher, Amazon. Armour Publishing. Armour Publishing. Yeah, correct. You can correct. also do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so anyway, I want to thank you, Dr. Leslie, for uh, being with us today and just sharing all your, um, yeah, these nuggets of wisdom for those, uh, not just the sufferers, but also for those who are caring and also the church community. La. And I'm very, very sure that a lot of them uh, will be blessed by what you shared today. La. Uh, just one last even to ask you whether is it possible for you to just pray for for those who have been struggling uh, for with mental illness for the longest time and just just pray for them sure. yeah, as we end the session. Sure. Yeah. Can, yeah. Heavenly Father, we bring before you this whole community of patients, persons who are suffering mm. psychiatric problems. Some of them are not receiving help because they think it is a shame to admit that they have a problem. Mm. And some of them are tired of seeking help because they are so discouraged that uh, they're not getting better, they still need their medications. Mm. Some people just deny it and still want to forget it all about it. But Lord, we know that uh, recovery is possible for mm. many of them who have uh, received help, psychiatric help, professional help, and also spiritual help. Mm. So we pray for this community of sufferers, Lord, that they will have access to the help they need, Mm. and they will have people to journey with them Mm. and not lose heart, not lose hope, but continue to reach out to you, Father, because you are the greatest physician and Lord, even as they hurt and even as they hurt emotionally, you are also with them. You are also Amen. touched with their feelings. You are touched with their sufferings. Lord, you are a compassionate God. Mm. And we know, Father, that you long to draw alongside of those who are suffering, mm. to bring relief to them, yeah. to bring help to them. So I pray that those who are listening to this message today will receive a message of encouragement and hope that they will journey on in their faith, in their life with you Mm. alongside of them and be able to live as normal a life as they possibly can. Mm. So I pray that this message will be useful and be a blessing to many of my listeners today. Mm. Give you thanks and praise Mm. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. concludes our conversation with Dr. Leslie Lim on approaching mental illness from a medical angle. We hope that this episode has been truly helpful for you. Join us next time for more episodes on the River Life Podcast. We'll see you there.